From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Before we start the listening lunch, I actually received a a decent amount of criticism for what I thought was pretty harmless poking fun at Alicia Keys. I thought it was pretty harmless. Real quick, do you think you could pull up my um, my impression of Alicia Keys from the Super Bowl? What we'll do real quick is we'll um, we'll play Alicia Keys from the Super Bowl. Her coming into the halftime show the first time, the first couple of notes she hit, and then my interpretation of it. I was very surprised that people didn't just take it as a lighthearted joke, like we do on this program, on this radio show. But I had, I mean, I had legitimate tweet stone. People like, you can't do that. You couldn't go and sing in front of thousands of people. You're right, I couldn't. But my profession is also not singing. But also, we were just having fun. We're just having fun. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just, we're just having fun. Like, if you can't make fun of yourself, you can't get made fun of, what are we doing in this world, I mean, right? I mean, come on. Seriously, though, you're talking about one of the best vocalists yeah. alive. The reason we're making fun of her, her because it was cracks? shocking. Yeah, yeah it, come on. Uh, we're not invalidating her her career. Here's here's Alicia Keys. This is her as she came in during Usher's halftime performance uh, Sunday at the Super Bowl. Some people want it all, but I don't want nothing else. Real quick, can we just hear that one more time? And again, there's the voice crack, and then she's objectively a little pitchy, right? Some people want it all. Well, that's, you know, I, I think she would agree that that maybe wasn't her best effort. Then here's here's how I interpreted it on on this show moments later. it <laughs> Some people want it all. Yikes. Some people Some want people. it all. Some people want it all. Is that really that mean? Is I, it that mean? I didn't think so at all, to be honest with you. I, I, people were getting on me for that. I, I didn't know if maybe I overstepped a line. But I thought we were just having fun. I think we should just double down and ask the question, is Alicia Keys washed? <laughs> Cause then whatever, that would be cause, mean. Because whatever that was, was... was It wasn't good. It wasn't good. And I think she'd agree it wasn't good. And yeah. you know, we're just having fun. So if you're going to go... If, let me say this. If you're going to come to Alicia Keys' defense, come to her honor on social media to fight me over my impression of Alicia Keys' voice crack and then pitchiness at the Super Bowl, just know one thing. Alicia Keys doesn't care about whether you're coming to her honor or not. Right. You ain't going to meet Alicia Keys. She ain't going to converse with you. And you still are a basement dweller. Good? Great. Good. Let me talk to you about Dr. Neil Goldhaber. GoldhaberSinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He is one of a kind. That man is based out of Boynton Beach. He is the ENT extraordinaire. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Get your consultation. If you've had chronic congestion, 
If you've got ringing in your ears, if you are a very, very, very bad snorer, there are success stories across the board from the decades that he has spent helping to improve people's lives. It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, our guy, our friend, and the ENT extraordinaire. Change your lifestyle. Do something for you, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber, who I believe is going to be in here Monday. Yeah, baby. On the Vic of Theo and Stone. When does Theo come back from his uh, honeymoon? Is it bad that we don't know? I I, I, I don't know. I, neither do I. I'm going to have to double check on that. Oh, one more thing before He'll listening probably lunch. probably be sick from the Dominican <laughs> Republic. That's a good point. He'll come back with... He'll come back with uh, like double extra COVID. Right. And then we won't see him until May. Yeah. Uh, proof... That if you think and pray hard enough, you can manifest great things. I bleep you not. During the break, guess who came in? The guy in charge of cleaning the high-tech coffee machine. We you think he listened? put it into the public space, and he literally walked in as I walked out of the studio at our commercial break. You know what? He's real. It, it, he, <laughs> he is real. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get to our listing. Oh, by the way, real quick, if uh, if you, you didn't know, you can now watch us. You can watch our stupidity with your own with your own eyes at YouTube. ESPN West Palm Play, YouTube. You can watch us in all of our 4K glory right there on YouTube. Watch us and listen to us and enjoy your afternoon with us and hide from your boss and have yourself a great time, lunchtime, here on LeVica, Theo, and Stone. All right, listening lunch, listening lunch. Time now for the listening lunch. A lot of audio falls through the cracks on a weekly basis here on LeVica, Theo, and Stone, so we compile what we might not have used from previous days. And we play it and react to it here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, you know what I saw on Awful Announcing uh, earlier today, Stone? Should CBS get rid of Tony Romo? Should CBS get rid of Tony Romo? Uh, not exactly rave reviews for his Super Bowl performance that I thought was just fine in the CBS broadcast booth. But now, I, I, this, is, this is what I was telling you. I think we're past the point of return. Tony Romo... This is going to end with him leaving CBS and Greg Olson uh, forcing his way in because Greg Olson is good. Right now, He a lot of people view him positively. The Q score for Tony Romo is he's tried to work through some things still very early in the business. Uh, he's become an easy pincushion, a target, and that's going to force him out of the booth. I told you this was going to happen. And if this is happening with Tony Romo, who we fawned over in the early months, right, when he took the job... How scared do you think Tom Brady is right now? I, I I know. I know. I agree with you. But one of the major sources of contention when it comes to Tony Romo is the end of the game and whether or not he knew the overtime rules. Uh, because he jumped in right after Jim Nance's call of the Mecole Hardman touchdown and started analyzing the play as if it wasn't the end of the game. Now, I want you to listen real closely as well because what we're about to play, the final call on CBS, Tony Romo, we're coming into him reminding fans 
that just because the clock hits zero in overtime, it doesn't mean that the Chiefs are in a bad spot there in their goal-to-go situation. It just starts a second overtime. He's reminding fans that the Chiefs are not working against the clock. Mind you, none of the fans knew. Not, I mean, or very few of them. Right. I know I didn't. I had not a clue. Uh, the clock's ticking down. We're under... 20 seconds at this point. And then we get to inside of 10 seconds at this point. And Tony Romo before the play is reminding people that, hey, the clock doesn't matter in overtime. We would just switch sides of the field as if it were first to second quarter. Here's Tony Romo. And the CBS. Call. The second quarter. That's right. Because I can only feel the number of people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's Jackpot, Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. Okay, so you heard him jump in right there, and we discussed that from a broadcaster standpoint. Romo needs to know better. Jim Nance needs to tell him the layout. Uh, Some people have stretched that, and Tony Romo didn't know that that was the end of the game. Was it a great moment for Tony Romo? No. Uh, Did he have a good Super Bowl overall? I think yes. Stone thinks yes, but it was inevitable that we were going to get the, does CBS need to move on from Tony Romo? Someone who did not know the overtime rule at all was the great Chris Fowler, who Stone and I both love. He is the voice of college football on ESPN and ABC. He's called countless college football national championships, formerly college game day. He's the number one tennis broadcaster for ESPN. This is Chris Fowler. He was doing the call for ESPN Australia and New Zealand. It's him and Dan Orlovsky. And I want you to listen to Chris Fowler because he mentions the Kansas City timeout situation, and clearly doesn't know that the time doesn't matter in overtime. Here's Chris Fowler. First and go at the three. That's Kevin Harlan. Up in the clock at 10 seconds and we'll get to Chris Fowler in a second here. That was, uh, that was Kevin Harlan. Definitely not Harlan. Chris Fowler. That is definitely not Chris Fowler, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll get Chris Fowler. Kevin Harlan's, by the way, spoiler alert, it was perfect because Kevin Harlan is the perfect, perfect broadcaster i think it was number 10 stone that's chris fowler was uh was number 10 on your old uh your old uh sheet of uh of sound here so again tony romo did not know the uh tony romo did not know the call or tony romo knew what was going on he knew the clock situation he was informing everybody everything was good to go uh but there actually should be some more criticism levied elsewhere because Tony Romo, I knew this was going to happen. He's going to lose his job. Uh, Greg Olson's going to come in. He's going to slide in. And uh, it sucks because Tony Romo's just fine. He's fine. He's still allowed to learn. And I know he's getting paid big bucks, but he's still allowed to learn in that spot. Do we not have Chris Fowlerstone? Should we just move on to another thing here in the listening lunch? Are we good to go? Okay. Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler. ESPN Australia and New Zealand actually not knowing the overtime rules. Ten seconds. They have two timeouts. Can they win it right here? Mahomes on the move. Throws. Touchdown. Kansas City wins. Miko Hardman. So listen to the beginning of this clip one more time. Because, again, he brings up the timeouts. He brings up the timeouts in the clock. Here's Chris Fowler. Running inside ten seconds. They have two timeouts. Can they win it right here? So there you go. Chris Fowler clearly doesn't know the rules, knows that the clock doesn't matter. So if we're going to if we're going to get on Tony Romo, shouldn't we reserve some of that for Chris Fowler? 
for as not well. even right. I, all I'm saying is that it's fashionable to rip on Tony Romo when he's not the only one, but he's the one who actually was informing correct. fans of the correct way to interpret everything before the final play. Chris Fowler was not. Wow, you know what I mean? You know when you, you hear the Fowler clip the first time, right? You're just focused on this, the the game, the play, right? And the final call. But the he's layout. talking about the timeouts, and then it's under ten seconds. Yeah. He didn't know. And it's something that I don't think, a, I say casual a lot, that you don't pick up on. But you do this, right? You're in, you, need to, you understand that you need to know the rules and all of these yeah. things. Fowler had no clue. Tony was telling right. people what the deal was. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is there's a lot of things to criticize Tony Romo about. But for him to lose his job to get forced out of the CBS booth, uh, that would be more a product of people just feel like he's a punching bag now. And I think that's wildly unfair. Listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3, LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Speaking of the Super Bowl overtime, Tiki Barber, WFAN. This was on Monday. He went out of his way to criticize the postseason NFL overtime. Here's Tiki Barber on the Super Bowl overtime. The new NFL overtime rule in the playoffs is nonsense. Oh, it's absolute nonsense. Really? Okay. To make the clock mean nothing is nonsense. So you think the clock should have ended the game? The clock has to end the game. I understand why they do it this way because you want to be fair, but it takes all urgency out of football. Some of the greatest moments in the NFL, it's end of half Hail Marys mm-hmm. or end of half urgency to get a f- get in the field goal position. We've got to move the ball 40 yards, get to the 35-yard line, run the kicker out there, kick a field goal. We go into halftime. We have momentum. That's urgency. Why? Because there's a clock ticking down. Let's think about the end of game. You get into overtime in the playoffs, oh, and you take all of that and you just throw it away. Mm. All right, you're guaranteed a possession. If your possession takes, you know, 22 minutes, good luck, right? Because guess what? The other team's going to get a possession too. The clock has no purpose. Like, I hate that. Because football, in my mind, is it's competing against the component of the opponent, but it's also competing against, like, these forces that constrain you, right? And it's the field, it's it's the officials, and it's the clock, and overtime in the in the NFL playoffs, they have neutered the clock, and it makes no sense to me. As opposed to neutering the and never mind. Uh, what did you think of uh, of what Tiki said there? Because I think that's that's reasonable. Sure, it is. I don't think that the postseason overtime is nonsense, and I also think that the college overtime is actually, despite the lack of the almighty clock is the superior overtime to the way the NFL does it. So I, I thought what Tiki said was fine. All of it, truly. It was fine. But come with an alternative at least. So if you want to make the clock a thing, let's say Patrick and the Chiefs ran out of time. Where do you want to go from there, Tiki? Yeah. Because So so, so if, what, if you are down to two seconds, what would happen would so, be Kansas City kicking a field goal, right? And ultimately tying the game again. Where right. do you want to go? Do you want to go into shootout? Do you want to go into PKs? What are we doing here? Well, I, what I think should happen is then you should treat it like a whole new half. You should then, if the clock runs out, you kick a field goal, or if you don't score, uh, say you're tied after that first overtime. Which they could have been. We're kicking off again. We're, we're kicking off again. Or say that... Which is ultimately what the rule is right now. No. if the, the rule right now would be, say the 49ers came up empty on their possession. The Chiefs take over, okay? If they are at their 20 and the clock hits zero, then they get to, in the second overtime, start at the 20. 
with 15 minutes on the clock, just like it's a change of quarter. What I would say is that, say the 49ers didn't score, the Chiefs, they get to the 20, and they don't. Uh, they they have second and three at their at the the San Francisco twenty yard line. Yeah, they run out of time. Then you're doing another coin toss, and we're kicking it off again. And there's your second overtime. You don't get to come back out in that prime field position. You're restarting like it's the start of the third quarter. That's how I would handle it. And so what you're keeping is the strain that he yeah, talks about. The first right? overtime is the first half. Okay, so if you don't score before you go to the locker room, tough play, and then it resets, and then you're playing the start of the second half and the second overtime. Yeah, because in that case, you are making the clock mean something. Yeah, the clock means that's something. All that then. we care about the clock means something. And then. I think, or you could do the superior college drop, put it at the twenty-five, and say, "Hey, let's slug it out." Watching the college overtime is much better than the NFL overtime. Watching offensive coordinators fence each other from yep. their opponents twenty-five would be nothing but cinema. Because it would again, be phenomenal. You're telling me we get Andy Reid right. versus Kyle Shanahan. That the opponent's 25. It, 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 it's like a, uh, what they do in Rome? It's like Coliseum. The Coliseum. It, gladiator it, fight. It's like a gladiator fight, right, right? They're watching those guys go to work. That's right. Uh, I also, uh, listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3, listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3, I also am receiving a bunch of flack on the socials for my declaration that Andy Reid. Probably a better coach than Bill Belichick. It's not being received well. I've received a lot of messages uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, Fine. You don't believe me? Believe Patrick Mahomes, his quarterback. He's seen a thing or two. This is Patrick Mahomes talking about Andy Reid and and saying that Andy Reid is the is the 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 best coach of all time. He's, I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, but the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at. Um, and for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important. Is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and um, and he, he and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. I mean, fine. If you don't believe me, believe Pat Mahomes. One name that I omitted from all of that stuff too. Remember Michael Vick with the Eagles? You think Michael Vick's going to New England and thriving under Bill Belichick like he did there with the Eagles? The answer to that is is no. No, Cam Newton didn't. No. Right, exactly. But I'm getting on social media, uh, John. Bill Belichick created Tom Brady. You need the combination of amazing talent and a coaching mastermind. You can't give credit for quarterback development to one coach and not the other. Too many fallacies in your argument. Okay, John. Um, I, actually don't what hate about, that. I actually don't hate that from Joe. No, but what about four quarterbacks uh, that Andy Reid successfully uh, made into extremely dangerous weapons? Trump and card. then uh, Bill Belichick had one quarterback that he got lucky with. And then uh, who's Mac? Oh, yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah, he lost his job. Yeah, there you go. Like you said, there's the trump card uh, right there. Uh, Bo says, so Andy Reid ain't lucky with Patrick Mahomes? Um, Was he lucky with Donovan McNabb and lucky with Michael Vick and lucky with Alex Smith and lucky with Patrick Mahomes? If so, he's the luckiest human being alive. And if you're uh, stupid enough enough to think Patrick Mahomes was ready coming out of Texas Tech to play football in the NFL, you're so damn wrong that it's gross. Yeah. That he needed to be developed. He needed time to sit behind a guy like Alex Smith, sit and watch and learn Andy Reid's system. And he did just that. And yeah, he came in and was successful pretty early on. All that credit goes to Andy Reid. Kevin White, it's the same thing, though. Good quarterback, good players equal wins, LOL. Not necessarily. 
Absolutely not necessarily. And Andy Reid just keeps taking in quarterbacks and making them extremely, extremely dangerous. Okay. Here's the thing with those takes, Ken. The LOL in the end. How arrogant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you, is that? Can you imagine him going? <laughs> yeah. Like you, like some pet. I'd slap him in his face, Kevin, if he pulled up right here on Rosemary Avenue. Uh, so again, I stand by my Andy Reid five NFC title games, Super Bowl appearance, six AFC title games, three uh, Super Bowl championships, four Super Bowl appearances, being a better coach than Bill Belichick because of the entire body of work and spanning over quote, different franchises. In your quote, you said stake his claim. Yeah. So yeah, he's. Very much allowed to stake his claim right. as one of the best. Right. And then there's Draymond Green listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. Draymond Green, who had the lengthy suspension to focus on his mental health uh, and some of the, the issues that he had after he got uh, into it like guys, Yurkic, guys And he got into it with uh, some of the uh, likes of Kevin Durant and got into it with some of the likes of, of the Sacramento Kings. He's violent. I, I mean, it, Draymond Green acted out in violence on the floor, and he got a vacation because of it. Had to work himself out. Uh, and now uh, he's salty, and he is he's firing back at some of the people that, that criticized him. Yusuf Nurkic uh, of the Phoenix Suns, he's going back and forth with Draymond Green, basically telling him, hey, man, you need to go back to therapy. Uh, this isn't good. They exchanged words the other night. Kevin Durant, when... Uh, Draymond Green was suspended, said, I hope he gets the help he needs. That's all he said. I hope he gets the help he needs. Well, Draymond Green's not happy about that. And he called both of them, including Kevin Durant, out on his podcast. Here. But he, you're what? forgetting a, what happened the other night that this podcast followed. Golden State in Phoenix, up one, Suns ball inbounding it with what? Two and change left on the clock. Who's guarding KD? Of course, that's Draymond's assignment. Who locks KD's ass down? That's Draymond. And they got into it. So Draymond got his his lick back, and obviously okay. that's when Yosef but, and KD changed their tune in the locker room and wanted to go after Dre. All right, well, this is Draymond Green, though, uh, who has no leg to stand on when it uh, comes to being judged right now because of his lengthy resume of acting like an unhinged fool on the floor. Here's Draymond Green going after KD. Just to go questioning my character, I thought was whack. But like guys, guys are making a habit out of that. Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before, you know, as if you go question somebody's character about a basketball game, as if this not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like I think all of it was really cowardly. If you want my honest opinion, yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We've spoke about that. I still stand on that. I meant every word I said about it. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of us cowardly. I think, you know, you start going to question somebody's character in front of the whole world. It's why. All right. Let's stop it right there. Draymond Green saying, I, I, you know, I own my stuff. I take accountability for this stuff. But, 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 you can't say you take accountability and then throw but in there. It doesn't work like that. Questioning your character in front of the world, Draymond, let me tell you something, man. You, the damage you did to yourself in front of the whole world on that stage, that's the reason that people talk about you. That's the reason people rightfully question your character because you and only you have done these things on that stage. Okay? Don't blame anybody else. Don't blame Yurkic. Don't blame Kevin Durant. 
for things that they said or didn't say. You are the reason that people feel the way they do about you and your character. If you want to look at anybody in this spot, instead of being mad at your kitchen, being mad at KD, who again, wished you well with whatever you were going through and ever help you needed, instead of worrying about them, you want to know who's responsible for your question being character, uh, your, your character being questioned in front of the world? Draymond, look in a mirror. That's you. It's so tone deaf. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's so victimhood. I, I, Draymond Green is not a victim. I typically don't side with you on topics like this, and I'm definitely not going to here. It, it, there does come a point, too, because it's funny. You do want to question a character. You want to double, triple down on a take that you have about me personally. I'm speaking as if I'm Draymond or using Draymond's words because Draymond ended the game. And, of course, after that, KD and Yosef wanted to mouth off even further. Draymond played a clean game. And you wanted to continue to speak. So, of course, you can go the butt route. Like, I get it. But, like, just just at this point, like, keep your name in our mouth. Now we're, uh-huh. now we're hustling and busting. We're playing good basketball. And there's this clip I saw yesterday that was circulating around. And it comes up often with Kobe in the Olympics against Spain. And he says, I'm running right through Pau's chest. And I read through the comments. And uh, thousands of them said, and you know what clip I'm talking mm-hmm. about. What's the difference between this and anything Draymond Green has ever done? And it, uh, like Kobe you, Bryant wasn't throwing right hooks at Paul Gasol. Kobe Bryant wasn't curb stopping Paul Gasol. He could have. Kobe Bryant wasn't kicking Paul Gasol in the junk. He could have no, legitimately no, broken no Paul Gasol's ribs. There's no comparison. Whatever comments you were reading, those are all by dumbasses. No, I, I would have commented the same damn thing. I don't no. know what the difference is. You're running through there's someone's been, chest no, no, with no, no, no remorse no. for there's their being health. Competitive, there's being competitive and there's being a violent jackass. Just, like, and Draymond I, Green has Draymond Green. Green to blame for people judging and questioning his character. Like, I don't know why we consistently talk about psychopathic athletes. They're all freak shows. They're all wired differently. They're just like like uh, getting physical, punching somebody and in the face. And only some like, of do- them has a lifetime, a career of trying winning to hurt others. And winning championships is what you're talking about with Draymond Green. That's what yeah, he has a if career Draymond Green was by himself, guys, who's not wi- winning championships? Draymond Green. And Steph would tell you straight up to your face, I don't know if I'm winning these championships without Draymond. So to each their Draymond own. Draymond Green, I'm not questioning how he is as a player and a contributor or a champion. What I'm doing is I'm trying to explain why Draymond Green has only Draymond Green to blame when it comes to people questioning his character, which seems to be what's bothering him more than anything. Correct, and I think that's what bothers me, the fact that he's bothered by this, but it is tough, right, when people are just, I don't know, defaming your name as consistently as they can when you just took their ass on a basketball court hours prior. That's it's fine. like, really, this is what we're going to talk about? That's me? Fine. After Dr- I just played my ass off Draymond, in a clean game? Draymond Green, who gave a mid-apology at best Good. to Yusuf Nurkic for the swing that he threw at him. That's never gone out of his way to perform any sort of meaningful apology to anybody that he's purposely tried to injure on the floor. Don't sit there and say that you're the victim. That's so soft and so lame. Draymond Green is not a victim, period, end of story. And that's the listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. When we come back, we get passionate. It's Valentine's Day, kids. You tell me this year who gets, who's the source of your sports affection on this Valentine's Day. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV 106.3. That's 888-760-3776. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Where's your sports romance going this year? That's Stone. I'm Ken. Levicka, Theo, and Stone. ESPN 106.3. Sunshine.
from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Brandon message is in. If you made fun of Taylor Swift's voice cracking and he did that on air, it would have canceled you, Ken. I would hope. I mean, he's probably not wrong. I would hope. I'm not worried about the fans, though those are the ones that are getting on me about Alicia Keys. I'm more worried about the person. Like, if somebody mocked me or made fun of me, you know what? That's a badge of honor. I'm sure Alicia Keys takes Ken Levicka making fun of her as a badge of honor. Who wouldn't? I mean, (laughs) seriously. All I'm saying is that it was not done out of malice. We're just having a little fun. We're having a little fun at Alicia Keys' expense. Okay? All right. Your voice is going to crack like that. You're going to be a little pitchy at the Super Bowl. Then let's have some fun with it. Let's just have some fun with it. That's all I'm saying. Can, uh, I, can I get a little breaking news in here real quick? I got Yeah, some. do it. Do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Breaking news on ESPN 106. This is like breaking news? Yeah, I mean, to us. Lucy oh. Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucy Battery and Tire. Live update, Delray Beach, Florida. Our boy Patrick Kipson's on court right now. He just broke and he served out the first set, 6-4. All right. It's keeping this train chugging. Our boy from Raleigh, North Carolina. We talked to him yesterday here on the show when we were down at the Delray Beach Tennis Open. You he's can listen a, to that. He's a set away from being a match away from the quarterfinals in his first <laughs> ever ATP tournament. Let's go. I mean, if he didn't it's talk. The, it's the Cannon Stone bump. Yeah, but like. That's what that is. You're saying that jokingly. I don't necessarily think. Talk to us, it's you get confidence. You, you, you legitimately get confidence, right? You're a 24-year-old kid. You've never been in an ATP tournament before. Now you're sitting down with people from ESPN, all of this stuff. He is almost 80 points in the rankings higher than Constant Lesjian, who he's playing right now. Not that anybody knows these names, no. but you sat down with Ken Levick and Stolen Vanowitz, and you're, you. you're almost a match away from the quarterfinals, dog. That boy's riding high right now. He's riding <laughs> high right now. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Stone, sexy saxophone music, please. Sexy, mood-setting saxophone music, please. There it is. This is a day of love. It's a day of passion. It's a day of romance. It's Valentine's Day 2024 when you and your significant other make sure to just reinforce... How much affection you have for one another. It could be with a card, could be with flowers, could be with some candies, could be with some good old-fashioned sexy time. Supplies to the sports world as well. Who is the object of your sports affection this year? This year, who or what was the object of your sports affection? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. This is that song, isn't it? It is that yeah. song. Yeah. Well 888-760-3776. It's a lot better without her voice. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, see, now you're being mean. Now you're being mean. 
Um, so, from a sports standpoint, who or what is the object of your romance this year? I have a bunch of them. I'd like to spread my love around. But there was something I had my eyes open to. Something that was so impressive. It walked by, and I had to follow it with my eyes. I'm like, my whoa, God, whoa, whoa. that's impressive. Got off to a little bit of a rocky start, but then the relationship grew and grew, and I realized that, you know what, I might have been a little mean at the beginning because I was just trying to get their attention. I had a crush. This was year one of me having the Red Zone channel. And Scott Hansen, the host of Red Zone, thought he was a little me guy. He was me. He was all about him. But you know what? I grew to appreciate him, and damn it, the Red Zone channel, I'll never go back. We're a together deal. We'll grow old together. My romance is directed towards the Red Zone Channel in 2024. Red Zone Channel, will you be my Valentine? What about you, Stone? And again, I just want to talk about how beautiful that is. For who us. are you directing your Valentine's Day romance to? Who or what in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Or comment on a YouTube where you're watching us right now. Listen, though, Ken. Today's Valentine's Day. We're lucky enough to have our better halves alongside us in this journey of life. But a mm. lot of people aren't. A lot of people are alone. And if there's anything that we can tell you guys today, it's that it's never too late. Right. You're 39 years old, and you've just now fallen in love with Scott Hansen. Like, it's never, ever too late. Red Zone's been around for a while. I know, and, and this was been, year one for me. You've been standoffish for a little bit. Yeah, Christian Cat, by the way, uh, the Audible Assassin, he asked me, or he told me, he's like, I can't believe that you didn't have the Red Zone channel right. till this year, and I said, he goes, with as big a football fan as you are, I said, well, I might be a big football fan, but I'm more cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I made the leap this year. I, I felt financially uh, stable enough to be able to make the leap. Yeah, it's, it's never too late. That's just a, a lesson learned in life. For me, though, Recency bias may be playing a factor here, but it's the Miami Heat. It is the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. They're playing good basketball right now. 29 you know wins on the season. They're six back of the box, six back of the six. Like, they're there. Hearing me, or hearing you, I should say. Not me. I know I like to hear myself talk. Hearing you bring up the Miami Heat while Coldplay's playing in the background, you know what that almost did? Brought me to tears. I'm feeling vulnerable today. What? There's they, a lot of love right now here. What they did last night taking that uh, Bucks ass. No Jimmy Butler in the lineup. Yeah. You go to Pfizer Forum, mm -hmm. take on a team led by Doc Rivers. Giannis is healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Was that three and six since Doc took over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damian Lillard's healthy, right? These guys are healthy. Just acquired Pat Bev. The Bucks are on the up and up. ESPN Milwaukee, man, they've been flaunting around Doc Rivers, Pat Bev. I mean, this is what we need to win a championship. A couple of 20-year-olds just walk into your arena, and not only did they win, but they beat your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Love, it's never too late. No. It's never too late. Proof I that, proof that uh, as you age, sometimes it's like a fine wine. <laughs> You're damn right. A Pinot Grigio, if you will. Mm-hmm. But seriously, what the Heat did last night, I mean, the stat lines are just ridiculous. Jokic beyond the arc. 
Jovic, I apologize, yeah. there, Nicola. That's our young son. We talked to him on media day. <laughs> That's right. He, was special. he loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We should send him a few. <laughs> Five and eight from beyond the arc. They do hold up well. They do. Yeah. Duncan Robinson, six of eight from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero, three of eight. Kevin Love, five of seven. Yep. Sharp shooting bunch, super young. Jaime's in the mix, double digits. What the Heat are doing right now, we should be celebrating it because it's better than where they were at this spot last year. Yeah, no doubt. And and it's been frustrating, yeah. but they're still in a better spot than they were at this point last year. So shout out to the Heat. Love you guys. Um, continue to make us proud, please. Uh, another year, another Valentine's Day. Who or what's the object of your sports romance this year? Stone says the Miami Heat. I say the Red Zone Channel. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Osmataz messages. I had quick foreplay with Aaron Rodgers. Then I just focused on the Jets' defense. Only got to second base with Aaron. <laughs> then he had to leave. He got a. He took a call. Yeah, I wanted to. Get, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Had, he had, regretted. Had a, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I my last relationship is still too fresh. I still love her. <laughs> oh love man, that is really good. Uh... Another year, another Valentine's Day. Who or what's the object of your sports romance this year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Happy Valentine's Day. LaVica Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I already miss waking up on a Sunday morning and starting the countdown at tequila. Noon hits. See the Terry Bradshaw's on, immediately turn the channel. (laughs) Maybe watch a little Netflix. And then, one o'clock, Red Zone channel. Even if we're not in the Red Zone yet, we're watching all the kickoffs. Mm -hmm. Staggered times. Yep. Scott Hansen's some of the explosive navigating plays. some of the explosive plays coming up, and then there's the witching hour, Ooh. where anything can happen. You know what I miss? What's that? When Alicia Keys used to sound like this. <laughs> See, you're trying to get us in trouble now with the Alicia Keys fandom, the Keys hive. This song's 14 years old, so it was obvious that you know it wasn't going to sound the same. Guys. Yeah, that's a good point. All I'm trying to say is that Scott Hansen, on this Valentine's Day, Red Zone Channel, on this Valentine's Day, my romance is pointed in your direction. I love you, and I already miss you. If Scott and, Hansen was in the studio right now, would you kiss him? I'd caress him. We're not at that stage yet of kissing. If he made the first move, maybe. Uh, real quick. A reminder, EDS, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com for your AC needs, your air quality needs, your plumbing needs. It's EDS, edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. It's simple to remember. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Don't blow it tonight on Valentine's Day. Whoa. <laughs> That's done. I'm Ken. I hate you, but I love you. Bye-bye.